The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investment or investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Wednesday, January 24th. I think this is a more appropriate uh, theme for these gentlemen. Saturday mornings at 10 here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. It is Money Matters from the Cooley Godfrey Investment Group. And joining us today, Brent Kerwacker, Kerry Cooley from the Cooley Godfrey Investment Group. Gentlemen, good morning and happy new year to both of you. Good morning and thanks, Gary. Happy new year to you. That tune is definitely catching. You know, it makes us probably sound cooler than we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I just know that we want to make sure people are aware that uh, if they hear that sound on this particular radio station, more likely than not, it's about ten after, you know, five or six after ten o'clock, and that means it's time for uh, money matters. But today, in a special, or shall we say, a quarterly appearance, Jack is of course not here, but Brent and Carrie will be happy to answer your questions about investing, and uh, with the disclaimer that we had right at the beginning from Leno Kelly, uh, consult with your own financial advisor before addressing your particular investing needs. In other words, we cover, <laughs> we see why. Okay, we, we, we did all our disclaimers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, we have this time of year, we're kind of get all excited in our office and we are gearing up for our annual women's workshop, which is, Oh, I thought you were getting excited because of all the tax returns. And, you know. Oh no. <laughs> we'll let the CPAs do that. Okay, and, okay. Well, we're already getting the calls. When am I getting my tax? Documents? That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, yeah. But you have something uh, a little bit more fun. And of course, yeah. uh, let's put it this way. Get early, get your reservations early for, uh, the uh, Women's Workshop. Yes, that's yes, an annual event we put on, and uh, this year it is going to be Thursday, March 7, at 5.30 p.m., held at Port 393. Carrie, the title of this year's event is? Makes me hungry. It's called Tastefully Approach to Financial Success. And oh, we so you're going to have chefs. Uh, oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> it, close. Okay. We have a, a person from a local cheese shop. Okay. Is going to be there to teach us about design layout of charcuterie boards and what meats and cheeses go well together. Oh, oh okay. I thought you know <laughs> have a flaming <laughs> flaming pit or something <laughs> next year. Next year. <laughs> well, we'll get Chef Terry from Freedom Village to help out on that. But uh, uh, I, I'm. I, I digress. Let us talk a little <laughs> bit about the uh, the workshop. Is, yeah. is what what it really is really is for. Yeah, exactly. So it it is it is tailored for women, 
And the purpose of it is really just to help guide them along the way into better understanding investing and wealth building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's some interesting facts that we want to share with uh, listeners here. And, um, you know, 60% of women now come out are recently degreed people, meaning they have degrees from colleges. And 49% of women of athletes are going to be in the 2021 Olympics or had been in the 20. So you, you see the percentages of women becoming more and more of an influence. Um, there's 27% of the 117th Congress of the U.S. that is women. So we're starting to see big gains. Brent, there's a few other interesting things there, too. Oh, sure. Uh, I found this fascinating. So we're talking about women's influence and just how it's growing. Uh, Women are starting businesses two times the rate of men. uh, And there's currently 13 million women-owned businesses in the U.S. And women's assets are growing, too. Uh, They're controlling more wealth than ever before. Uh, In most homes now, they're either a breadwinner or co-breadwinner. And they're set to inherit the majority of the $30 trillion of intergenerational wealth that will be passed down in the U.S. And uh, women are projected to control 35% of global personal investable wealth by 2025. So big numbers. Yet there's many challenges that women face. Um, You know, one of the things that's common, not for everybody, you know, I think of my wife. I use her as an example. She's been part-time ever since our boys were born. Well, what that means to her in the future is a lower amount of benefits for Social Security and future amount will be lower. So where does she make up that difference? If something happens to me, where what happens with Social Security? Does she get hers or mine? Those are all just some questions that will help um the people at the seminar will walk through with them and say, what approach, what strategies work best for you? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's a good introduction to what we'll be covering. Yeah. So women's influences, the challenges they face, such as they live longer, things of that nature, and then how they can maybe overcome some of those challenges as mm-hmm. it relates to the investing world. Yeah. If you got a question for Brent Kerwacker or Carrie Cooley from the Cooley Godfrey Investment Group, they'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Are we seeing fewer and fewer women turn out to be like my mom? I will explain. Thank you. My mom is 97 now, but uh, she has been widowed since the year 2010. When my dad passed, he was the man, not only who brought in the bread, was the breadwinner, he also handled all the bills. Mm-hmm. My mom, is he's gone, there's trouble. <laughs> Fortunately, my sister stepped in. And she is basically now helping pay the bills. She'll stop by every couple of weeks, makes, you know, what bills you need to pay, mom. Mm-hmm. And she takes care yeah. of that. Yeah. It's is, very similar to my mom, well, who's 88. Yeah. Are we seeing fewer and fewer of that situation now? Definitely. <laughs> we are. Uh, we are finding over the 20 years that I've been in the business, more and more as, you know, statistics show, 
women are becoming more involved in the finances in the house, understanding them. And, you know, we encourage when we meet with people, it's a couple that come into our office. We want them to work together as a team. So yes, we're seeing less than that, but I exactly know the feeling with your mom. My mom, 88, when my dad passed away, she goes, Carrie, can you help me balance my checkbook? And I'm going, okay, mom, we're going to work through this. So I have somebody locally, she's back in Iowa, but every month I check her checkbook. We have her payment set up automatically. She doesn't have to do that like she used to, but she relied on my dad for a lot, but definitely we're seeing that change. It's more of a team effort, a couple effort. You know, the other thing that, you know, we see a lot out there is people are, are suddenly single again, you know, whether it be a divorce or uh, a person passing away. And this leaves one person to, you know, work with the finances and, you know, statistics show us guys die first. So, um, it's good to be educated in those areas. And that's what this workshop's all about. It's just helping educate and teach strategies. Now, some might say, some might say that, um, man's nature, and I say male's nature of being gambler, which uh, right now we can talk about with the Detroit Lions, the nickname for the Detroit Lions head coach, Dan Campbell, is actually Dan Gamble because he's a very assertive uh, coach. He's willing to take risks. There is a stereotype. Men are more risk-oriented. They're willing to take a chance. Women, a little bit more conservative. Maybe keeping their, you know, keeping things very close to themselves. Is that a stereotype or is that maybe some truth to that, to that, uh, that old adage? I hope I don't upset anyone out there. I actually don't believe it's a stereotype. We have very much experience in our office. Women tend to be more risk adverse than men. Men seem to get bored easy and want to change things up much faster where we see a woman's thought process be more let's set up a good plan diversified plan and it can be more of a set it and forget it and let it do its thing i think men tend to be more what's the latest trend i want to get on it don't want to miss out patience Mm -hmm. patience but here's the interesting fact behind that when we've looked at statistics look at things diversification and patience instead of trying to catch the next hottest thing or the next hottest trend or getting impatient and jumping in and out of the market or getting nervous, we find that women do better return wise because they stay in the market and than men. So that even though they're risk adverse, the statistics show they do better return wise. That's a good point. Yeah, we do see that men are much more active traders than women for sure. So patience is patience is a virtue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is still a factor, I believe, although it's not as much as it was, say, when we were the kids, mom stayed home. In fact, now again, I'll use my mom as mm-hmm. an example. Okay. My mom worked until, you know, she was uh, uh, basically late 20s, and then she started raising a family. And for the most part, that's when her 
you know, she, she's not getting much social security on her own. She's getting, she's getting it from my dad's account, but she stopped working at about 30. Okay. Uh, and then, but nowadays now women might step out of the workforce to raise a family. Then when the nest is empty, they go back into the workforce. Talk about how that changes things a little bit in terms of getting back into the swing of things. It's one thing to know about investing and being, you know, money savvy when you're doing it all the time. When you've had to step away and then go back into it, that was, to me, it it it'd be a challenge. Yeah, fam- and families look different today, right? There's a lot of single parents these days. Mm-hmm. Marriages may look different these days. Who stays home may look different these days. Yeah. It's, it's not as uncommon anymore for a woman to be the primary breadwinner and maybe the man stays home or goes part-time to help raise kids. So mm-hmm. it definitely looks different these days. But the question, yeah, what, what happens for uh, someone who is working in the workforce and then stops working? Yeah, you know, going in and out of the workforce, just thinking of Social Security, Gary, um, you have to have what they call so many credits of working so many quarters so you can get four credits a year and you need 40 credits to now what we call be in the game of getting Social Security. The amount of Social Security that you get depends on not only years, but also depends on your income that you made. Did you work full-time, part-time? And what was, you know, if you had a higher income, more went into Social Security. So all those factors go in. So again, using my wife as an example, part-time for many years, and when you look at her Social Security benefit, it is about half of what mine is. So that's that's just from being part-time. That's the biggest effect. Yeah, same thing for my family. My wife's part-time, and her Social Security is about half of mine. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing, you know, if they're working part-time and my wife has a retirement plan through her employer and she's putting money into it, she's actually putting less in than a full-time person. So, you know, that means less for future retirement. So you have all these factors that play into this and and everybody we find is unique. You know, my wife had a number of years where she's full-time, then part-time, and then more recently she had a couple full-time years. So all this affects your number of when you retire and what you're going to get. That's for social, and that's involving in social security. But you brought up a good point, Carrie, is the fact that, you know, when my mom was working fifties, there wasn't really any 401ks, Roths, IRAs that came about in the seventies and Mm eighties. So, to a certain extent, it's a, a little bit of a different game now. It is. And then, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm showing my age. I know that. I don't care. <laughs> because many of you, you know, you, you grew up in the 70s and 80s, and all you've known is the options of IRAs and 401ks. Mm-hmm. But before, I want to say 75, 76, that wasn't there. Either you had Social Security or you had a pension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there aren't pensions out there like there used to be. Um, I'd say most companies have done away with their pension or have frozen them. So you have some uh, people that are grandfathered in that will still get pensions. But 
they've kind of, I, I use my brother in this example as an airline pilot, they had great pensions, but that's all gone away. He does not have a pension anymore. It's been solely on him to save money. Yes, the company does match him, but it's on him. That's important. You have to self-save these days. It's not being done mm-hmm. for you. Social Security is not going to be enough to fund retirement for somebody. Yes, very that's true. A, that's a hard lesson, unfortunately, many people still face today is the fact that they think, well, I'll retire and I can live on my Social Security. Well, don't expect that. That's tough. <laughs> it, it can be done, but it's it's tough. Um, I think the other big thing as a single person, you know, I think of your mom, Gary, you've used this. There are some areas that are going to be higher expenses as you get older. You have more health care expenses. You may have, like in my dad's case, had long-term care and nursing home care expenses. So that can erode a person's income and savings and can leave them in a tough situation too from a financial standpoint. So part of the planning for whether it be male or female, you need to plan ahead for those long-term care expenses that you'll probably get. And think of this, we all have, those of us that have a home or rent, we have some type of insurance to protect the home or protect our belongings. We drive a car and we have car insurance. But when it comes to long-term care, which you can get some type of insurance for, our chances of going into a nursing home are greater than your house burning or being in a car accident. But we tend not to get anything to protect ourselves in that area. We touched a little bit about some of the challenges and differences between men and women in terms of investing, what things do women do well that might be an advantage for them as they try to set up their financial nest egg? That's a great question. I think one of them we did touch on is patience and staying invested and really seeking out good advice and a team of people to help them. They're really good at that. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yes, at at bringing at and maybe saying, "Hey, I have a weakness in this area. I need help. I'm going to surround myself with a good team." I think women do a better job of that than than men, for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, certainly, we talked about patience. Um, believe it or not, they do tend to be less emotional than men in, when it comes to investing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost as if they are aware that they could be emotional. And they sort of make it, you know, focus on that point. Maybe, again, yeah. I cannot speak from experience. I can only speak from an outside observation. I will say, though, um, we, I'm looking at a recent survey that was done on women and in investing. And it does say, this. the survey came back saying almost half of women do say, though, that money negatively impacts their mental health. And 64% of them came back saying investing is difficult to understand. And I think that's why we see them surrounding themselves with a team Mm -hmm. seeking more advice because they're willing to admit it may be difficult to understand. 
Mm-hmm. And I would agree. Sometimes I'll speak for myself as a man. Sometimes I kind of want to just figure it out on my own. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the old, do you know where we're at? I don't need at? a map. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I know where we're at. I'll bring this point up and I'll make this as brief as possible because we're almost out of time for our program today. Uh, and I'm going to step away from the gender situation and talk about in general. How well are we developing our young men and women to be financially literate. And I think you know what I'm yeah, going yeah. on this. Well, our show this Saturday. Yeah, our show this coming Saturday is talking about that. Plus, we are seeing more and more states, Michigan is now more recently one of them, is requiring some type of financial literacy to be added to graduate now from high school. Um, I go out to the tech center you know, every semester to talk to a group of young men and women entrepreneurs that are doing internships in different businesses. But we talk, they bring in somebody to talk about mortgages. They bring in somebody to talk about credit cards and credit score. We talk about investing. So we're seeing more and more that, that the education system is recognizing that they need that young men and women need it. That was a, that's been a big fail. I think U.S.-wide for Mm -hmm. a very long time, not providing financial education. We send our kids to school for a very long time, and we don't teach them about a very important aspect of managing money. Yeah, life. And then this Saturday show, I don't know if you knew that or not. (laughs) Maybe he did. (laughs) This Saturday show we dedicated to talking about how do you talk to the youth about financial education. Mm -hmm. Not just keeping themselves financially float, but hate to say it, Brent and Carrie, you can't do this forever. There's going to have to be another generation of investment advisors, another generation of those who in, uh, put their investments in the stock market, become stockbrokers and the like. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you know, for the most part, when I was growing up, we had no classes. We didn't know where to go to be to, to know how. And usually, it's just the, the kids of the parents of uh, the yeah. kids whose parents were in it. Yeah, it's just not there. Well, there there is definitely a huge need for young and men, men and women to come into this field to be advisors. I there this has been you know I hate to say this, but male dominated for many years. We need more women. We need more women in in this field. We see colleges. We just hired a young man almost a year ago from a local college and they have a whole program on becoming a certified financial planner. So the colleges are seeing that there's a shortage coming up. We're planning as a firm for that, for the next generation that is going to continue beyond Brent and I, this business to help the next generation. All right. It's Thursday, March the 7th, the women's workshop, tasteful approach to financial success. Carrie, how can people get involved with this? How can they get a hold of you guys? They need to call our office. That number is 616-931-1223. 616-931-1223. Or go to our website, cooleygodfrey.com. And or email. email or email, email, email us. Cooleygodfrey at lpl.com. Yes. Seating is limited. We That's have a, why I'm saying. Yep. We have a hundred seats. That may sound like a lot. We fill up every year. Every year. It's yeah. free though, but still you need yeah. to 
register. Absolutely. And when you call, leave a message. Janet will get back and confirm your reservation, give you any more details and answer any questions you may have. He is Kerry Cooley. He also is Brad Kerwacker there with the Cooley Godfrey Investment Group. Money Matters, Saturday mornings at 10, right here on 99.7-1450 WHTC. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank, thank you, you very Gary. much. On 99.7-1450 WHTC.